0: I grew up in the Midwest we had parades like every place I suppose but parades in the Midwest had marching bands and baton twirlers and there would be town officials who would drive by in big cars and wave at the crowd and all the children would wave back and there would also be oftentimes a parade, within the parade, of old-fashioned cars. Do you remember those old-fashioned cars they would fix up and you wondered how they could get those cars to run? On Memorial Day, the bank would pass out the little flags and we would wave the flags as the crowd went by. There was a float from Kiwanis, and a float from Rotary, and a float from the high school. And the clowns would throw out candy, and we would scramble to pick up our piece of candy. The only thing dangerous about a parade in the Midwest was I was in the marching band playing the trumpet, and we would have to wear these polyester band uniforms that were dark blue in the hot, St. Louis, humidity. And then, one could think about the possibility of collapsing from heat stroke. But what was dangerous about Jesus' parade? Because there's something about it that leads to his arrest and his sentencing, and his death. What was it about that parade that will get Jesus killed by the end of the week? Or was it simply a parade? The question comes for us on this day is what is this week about? Why did Jesus die? Also in the Midwest, we often heard that Jesus died because that was God's plan. That God has a plan for salvation, and that part of that plan is the the necessity that Jesus must die. And the line of thinking goes that Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, when they bit that apple, made humanity sinful for all time. And that the only way to redeem the world from the depths of sin was for someone to pay the price. We are those who should pay the price. It is we who are sinners and should be condemned. But instead, God sent Jesus to be the sinless sacrifice in our place. Jesus paid the price. Jesus' death is that price paid for the redemption of the sin of the world so that we can be forgiven and we can have eternal life. But let's think for a minute about what this says about God. A God who demands that someone pay a price. And that price involved suffering and death so do we have a God that demands suffering in order for us to be forgiven? Or is this theology dangerous? For if we do serve a God who requires violence for salvation, how easy is it for us to justify violence in the name of God. This makes God the wrathful, angry God. And if God calls for suffering, does that somehow make suffering okay? God does not demand suffering and neither does God demand death. God is for the salvation, the healing, the wholeness of this world, this world, here and now. So let's go back to the parade, that parade of poor people coming into Jerusalem. Jesus has been parading all the way through Galilee and picking up followers because he has been proclaiming the kingdom of God. As opposed to the kingdom of Caesar or Pilate or Herod, God's kingdom has no poor and all of the people are fed and no one goes to debtor's prison and the Roman soldiers aren't terrorizing people or exploiting the poor. So Jesus comes with all of the people and he rides into town with people who cannot wait for the kingdom of God when there will be no hungry children. Jesus rides in with the poor and the lame and people angry and fed up with Rome. And they make a carpet, like a red carpet, with their cloaks and the palm branches, waving like those flags from the Memorial Day parade, they so long and believe that Jesus will take over the throne, that Jesus will be the king who overturns Jerusalem. And they call Jesus king. Blessed is the God, the one Sent to claim the throne of David. Blessed is the one who will take back Jerusalem. Blessed is our King who comes in the name of the Lord. This is dangerous stuff. It's more like a march on Washington than a parade. Jesus is challenging the authority, challenging the authority of those who make children hungry through their policies, and throws families into debtor's prison or evicts people from their homes or has payday lending. Only people who could afford indoor plumbing could perform the purity rituals to go to worship. The masses of people suffered daily. This is a nonviolent protest march this is how the prophet Zechariah described it years before. Rejoice greatly, Jerusalem. Your king comes to you. Triumphant and victorious is he, humble and riding on a donkey. He will cut off the chariot and the war horse. The battle bow shall be cut off. And he shall command peace to the nations. And for this, Jesus was killed. He challenged Rome and was gathering a following. And crucifixion is what Rome did to those who made trouble. God did not require it, nor God will it. What does the Lord require of you? Do justice, love kindness, and walk humbly with our God. So today we come, joining that crowd, marching into Jerusalem, waving our palms. And we wave our palms for all the people who have longed for the kingdom of God. We wave our palms with everyone who has been hungry or suffering or sick. It's a lot like the Poor People's Campaign... Well, those people who marched on Washington in 68, that parade of people of all races coming to D.C. to demand a living wage. Of course, King was assassinated in the middle of preparing for the Poor People's Campaign because he would not stop proclaiming justice. His passion for justice got him killed. And as I think about that parade, I am quite sure that Jesus was there. I also think that Jesus was standing nearby when Nia Banks and the metro workers who lined up to speak against a culture of that metro system that fails to promote safety. Naya Banks was a conductor who spoke out about the problems and how they failed to fix things and put people in danger and how she stood there And the courage that it takes to be prepared to risk your job to stand up for the safety for others. And I know that Jesus was standing next to her. This past week, I attended the funeral of my aunt. I only have one. I was there while my uncle stood by the casket, as we do in the Midwest. And he shook people's hands for over a couple of hours. Now, my Aunt Margie had suffered for a long time, and no one doubted that she was in a better place. Her son Jeff had prayed for days that God would end her suffering and take her, for surely God did not will that anyone should suffer as she did. And as I stood there watching my uncle shake these hands, I saw Jesus coming through the line, part of that parade, putting his hand on my uncle's shoulder and shaking his hand, standing by him. And later, I saw Jesus in the church basement, which was their fellowship hall, making chicken salad and putting it out with the lemonade and the coffee. Jesus knows suffering, and he knows it well. He was prepared to die, and there is a saving element to someone, to God, who would take on human form and become fully human for us. And take on the injustice of the world and all that is cruel and all that causes suffering. And knows full well that it will mean that he may not make it out alive. Jesus knows our suffering. And he can walk into a hospital room, and I've walked into hospital room after hospital room to see Jesus standing in the corner. There. And every time I pray that those in the room may know the sure and real presence of Christ who has been there and will be with them for healing and wholeness as long as the pain is there, as long as the suffering lasts, until there is new life. Next week, there will be Easter parades. And how funny are those? The Easter parades... Like in Manhattan, when I used to live in Westchester, we had people who would put on their fancy hats and go down for the Easter parade. It turns out the Easter parades are ancient. And it came out of a tradition of celebrating and putting on new clothes on Easter day as that sign of new life. So next week... Wear your new clothes. More importantly, come and parade. And if you have a flower or take a flower from the flowers we have outside, put it on the cross for the transformation of the world. For the transformation of Life and then parade out of this church into the great parade of the kingdom of God. Amen.